Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. my pillows, making sure I feel relaxed so I'm ready to go for another episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. We are nearing the end of the season. Kind of crazy. I feel like this has been a really long season for some reason. Probably because this is the first time I actually pre-recorded a lot of my episodes so it feels like I've been doing this for a hot minute. Or maybe it's just because I'm in the present moment of making them. I don't know. Recently, I have been feeling a little bit of um, not burnout, but like creative block for these podcast episodes, which kind of sucks because I've had subjects for each episode planned out ahead of time, right? I'm an organized human being. But when it comes to like, weeks prior to actually recording these episodes I realized like huh I don't really like that subject I don't really want to record that subject which is why so many times I went to Instagram which is at between you and me pod and asked you guys oh like what do you want to hear yada 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 now that we're nearing like the last couple episodes I feel like I talked about so many different things I don't want to be repetitive but then I also am not thinking of any brighter ideas. So my last couple episodes right now are like a complete blank slate. And it actually took me forever to think of this podcast um, concept as well. But in the past couple weeks, I feel like I've been talking about relatively serious subjects, kind of, especially the last one, which I just finished editing. So I'm like, okay, I want to like relax a little bit. I don't want to overwhelm you guys with too many episodes that are like super serious and super, um, I don't know, like information just being spewed at you guys. And I wanted something more personable, a little bit easier, kind of, to an extent. Um, so this is what we're doing today. So today I have compiled about four different stories, which hopefully are entertaining for you guys. Really, they're just like my life and to me they're like pretty specific memories in my mind that I could think of but I'm going to be talking about my worst experiences that I could rack up in my brain I'm not gonna lie it actually took me quite some time to even think of these because it's like all of my like experiences that I was thinking of initially was like coming from childhood like I was thinking about when I was like 14 15 like that age range and I'm like okay that's like almost 10 years ago. I think I should have some more recent memories that I should be able to talk about. Now, I did. I ended up thinking of some. One of them I think is from when I was a kid, but like the rest of them are more recent stories. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm just going to be taking you through some interesting experiences that I've had in my life and I hope you get a chuckle out of it. So starting off, I'm going to be telling you guys about my worst drunk experience. Now, this was a hard one to really think of, I'm not going to lie, because I've had a lot. 
I've had a lot of pretty shitty drunk experiences. And for the most part, they end up with me, you know, kind of blacking out. I've never actually blacked out for a long period of time, but like periods of the night, you know, when you just don't recall what happened and my head in the toilet bowl. But that didn't seem interesting enough for me to tell because that's just kind of obvious. So this specific one was basically a girl's night gone wrong. This was probably over a year or two ago and it was during a time frame where there was lots of functions, lots of fun things going on during the weekend. So I feel like for me, I'm the type of person that like when I'm drinking more often, let's say like every weekend, my tolerance is built. Like I feel like I'm good. I can drink a good amount of alcohol and not feel terrible. And you know, my tolerance just gets built up easily. Like if it were me right now, I haven't actually like drank probably since earlier last month. And then the time prior to that was probably like New Year's, like once a month, I'm actually getting drunk. So that's different. You know what I mean? Like my tolerance is lower. So right at this point of time, I remember it clearly because it was one of my friend's brother's birthdays. I felt like I was at the time period of a pretty high tolerance. Or so I thought. We went to the club. It was me and all my girlfriends and technically not really a girls night because it was for my friend's brother's birthday. So there are obviously men there. But for the most part, I was like, we didn't, no one brought their boyfriends. Like it was one of those things where it was just girly time. So we were at the club. Everything seems to be going well, right? But I didn't have a single thing to pre with. So I get to the club and I'm stone cold sto- stone cold steve austin i'm stone cold sober and because it was my friend's brother's birthday he got a booth with several bottles so what other option than to take shots right so i'm steady taking shots of vodka the whole entire night one after the other after the other after the other and then i get to a spot where i'm like pretty drunk and i have a pretty good radar for myself of like when I should stop drinking because I know that like if I drink anymore I will reach a level that it's like not very maintainable and I'm gonna need someone to help me go to the bathroom so I think over my years of drinking um since I was a teenager I've kind of learned okay I need to stop so I did I stopped drinking and I want to say I was maybe like six six seven shots in which for me my body weight the person that I am is a lot Okay, and within a short period of time, it wasn't including preying and then getting to the club and yada yada, because we all know time passes when you're doing that. That's why people pre. But no, it was all during the time span of being at the club. So you can imagine, probably got there around 11, 12, and we probably left around two. So that's not a long time span. Okay, so my first memory of that night was being so depressed. Okay. I think during that time frame, I was ever so slightly mentally unstable. And that's an understatement. I was not doing great. Um, I remember this time period of my life being a really anxious and depressed time of my life due to many reasons, which we don't need to get into. But I was not happy. So you can imagine unhappiness plus the addition of copious amounts of alcohol result in a really unstable mood. I 
walked my ass outside to like the smokers area when like you can go outside of the club and like stand outside for a bit. I sat on a stump of wood that was there because there were no chairs. There were just people smoking out there. And I cried. I cried by myself outside of the club. Just let the tears pour. I was sad, man. Like I was just not doing good. Alcohol is literally an enhancer of these emotions. So it's like triple the depression I was already feeling. So that was a shame, shameful little moment. It wasn't great. It didn't feel good. My friend found me outside. She came and sat down with me, talked to me a little bit. I don't even remember if I even explained to her how I felt. Maybe I did. I couldn't remember. But I also noticed in that moment that she was probably drunker than I was. So after the whole tears, waterfalls were over, I decided that I was like, okay, I got to get into mommy mode a little bit because I couldn't find any other one, any other one of my friends were a friend group of five and I had one of my friends with me I couldn't find anybody else they were like scattered across the club like literally by themselves I remember that was actually the night that one of my friends met her current boyfriend so she was with him that night like talking to him I think he bought her a drink or something so she was gone one of my other friends was somewhere else I think one of my other friends I ended up finding her later on right but then I was only with one friend I'm like, can't eat again to mommy mode because nobody else is here to take care of her. And I could tell my friend was not doing good. I brought her inside. She ended up yarfing, but I brought her to the bathroom. So we made it just in time. She was throwing up and then we went back to the booth. And at this point I realized I'm like, okay, I'm depressed. My friend's throwing up. I want to go home. I'm over this night. I don't feel good. I'm like sick and fucking tired of this shit. And I want to leave. I couldn't tell any of my friends because I'm texting, I'm texting, texts aren't going through. Like when you're in a club that 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 is that packed, for some reason, the service is terrible or maybe it's my provider, I don't know. Texts were not going through. I ended up finding one other one of my friends, but she lived downtown in Toronto and I don't. So me and my friend who was yarfing had to go home to my place and my other friend was going home to her place downtown so we were getting ready getting our ubers my friend was like falling asleep on my shoulder she was just like not coherent anymore i had to actually bring her like imagine she's a body bag and i am the murderer (laughs) i was weird analogy but you know what i mean like she was a bag of bones and i was like dragging her along with me um we finally get to the uber um we get inside the uber we're moving for about i want to say three minutes she vomits (laughs) she yarfs in the uber we all know the fucking horror stories of ubers and throwing up and you know it's like always a shit show basically and little tip for future reference the ubers that make absolutely no scene and they're so fully aware that you threw up in the back like when they don't ask a question, they don't turn around, they don't say, are you okay? They don't say da, da, da. They have had it happen to them before and know how much money you can get from someone throwing up in the back of their seats. So that's why they don't say a peep. So this Uber driver didn't say a singular word to us. I had her open the door. I made the Uber stop and had her open the door and throw up like outside of the door. But a good amount, which I didn't actually see because she was on the other side of the car went on like the bottom of the baseboards of the car and you know the sides of the car and all that blah 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 in my mind I'm thinking okay it must not be that bad because we got the door opened in time and she threw up the rest of the yarf outside 
Um, but I'll get to it. I'll get to that part of the story. We get home, whatever, go to bed. It was like such a trash night, like literally one of those nights where you're like, okay, I wish I didn't even go out. And then wake up the next morning. Two things happen. Number one, the Uber charged me an extra 70 bucks, I think it was, or maybe 80 bucks on top of a trip that was probably the same amount, okay? Um, And I ordered the Uber because my friend was obviously not awake or present enough to do it with me. So that was already, already a mess in of itself. Now, on top of that, when I woke up in the morning, it wasn't just a regular hangover feeling that I had. It was actually the sensation of vomit every, and I'm not kidding, every 10 minutes, every 10 minutes. My friend wakes up, she's fine. She's glowing, she's beaming, she's bright. She wants to go out for breakfast. I'm like, girl, you're gonna have to go home or you're gonna have to hold my hair back as I vomit because I cannot get out of this bed right now. Every time I move in any direction, if I turn over on my bed, like flip over, if I get up, like anything that made me like 0.25% dizzy would instantly without any time trigger vomit to come out of my mouth obviously also i'm so sorry i probably should have said vomit warning vomit warning whoever's like has like those phobias of vomit is probably not listening to this podcast anymore my apologies but the thing is that like i just simply couldn't move i couldn't do anything without me vomiting and that probably lasted for five hours i probably woke up at like 10 because you know when you're extremely hungover you just can't sleep for some reason and it continued all the way until 5 p.m. And when I would get up at 5 p.m., I still felt hungover, but it was just the fact that I could now move around my house and my room without instantly vomiting. During the time that I was in that phase of instantly vomiting, it was so bad to the point where I couldn't even get myself to make it all the way to the bathroom. So I was just purely throwing up in my garbage can the whole entire day. Um, and yeah, that was definitely by far top tier especially in my recent years as well because I feel like this doesn't happen very often to me anymore since I feel like I've learned but apparently not um definitely one of my worst drunk moments drunk experiences in my 20s for sure um can't really recall anything else that competes with that bad boy it wasn't great moral of the story is I thought that I could handle more alcohol than I did and I probably should have taken care of my mental health instead of went to go clubbing all right, so now we're going on to my worst date experience. This one was a pretty hard story for me to think up because I'm not much of a dater. I feel like a lot of the dates that I went on in my childhood, not childhood, like younger end of teenage years, beginning of like university time frame, um, they, I feel like they almost didn't really count as dates because they're a little bit more casual than like if I were to go on a date today. Um, and several of the dates of my younger years ended up in a relationship. So obviously those ones aren't going to be the worst dates because then why would I have gotten to a relationship? You know what I mean? But recently I definitely haven't had any bad dates. This one's from a while ago. I think I was maybe 18 or 19 years old. So I was very, very fresh to the game at this point. I definitely was like not experienced whatsoever. I started like the dating life pretty late-er, 
I guess you could say. Now, like I said, this one was pretty casual. I'm not even sure if this person would consider it to be a date. Also, I feel weird talking about it because I <laughs> I don't want it to be like a thing where it's like, oh my God, this is the worst date ever. And like this person probably sucked, but it like really is not that deep. I don't have enough bad dates to have a terrible date story. I don't have enough dates in general. Okay, I'm gonna stop tweaking. Anyways, worst date experience. This was a man that I... Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I was not too interested in to begin with. It was one of those ones that were, you know, you're kind of young and you're entertaining a person because when was the last time you had a man in your life? You know what I mean? It's one of those. So I was speaking to this person for probably not long, like I want to say like a week, maybe through text, but I had known them prior and I ended up just randomly one day, like a complete, like no preparation type of vibe. Like I just got a text that said, I'm on my way, like send me your address. So already I'm like literally struck with anxiety. I'm like, there's no way, like how am I supposed to get myself out of this? Because prior to that, he asks, he's just like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, I just finished my homework. Like I don't really have any plans for the rest of the night. So I even gave him the opportunity to be like, all right, I'm coming. You know what I mean? And I was like, shit. Now, obviously at the time I was just like, okay, I'll do it, but also, do I really want to that badly? Um, but I got myself there probably because I was struck with so much nerves that I couldn't, like, turn it down in the moment, and also just the feeling of saying fuck it. So, we went to a dessert place. Everything was fine, to be honest. Like, it was just okay. I feel like he was a little bit jumping the gun, a little bit if you will and uh, and the actions that you will hear of will kind of describe that because I'm very observant and the words that were coming out of his mouth a lot of them sounded along these when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Lines of, oh, I'm going to order this and this and this. I eat a lot. You'll realize that soon. Like you'll, as time goes on, you'll realize. And I don't know if I'm just like mad weird and like take that as something with meaning. But to me, it sounds like, oh, like he thinks he's long-term. He thinks we're in it for the long run right now. Now, if you're anything like me again, you're gonna take that as a sign to run away because the idea of someone before you even properly get to know them and know if you even want them to be in your life, like already initiate that type of conversation that's like, oh babe, I'm gonna be here. Like me and you, 100%. It literally like, it's the ick basically. Like there's no other way to describe it. This was like the, probably the biggest ick. I should have described it as the biggest ick experience instead of my worst date because it's like, I don't really have a terrible date, you know? But so, so on and so forth. Later on, he did, as a matter of fact, introduce me to his family. Now, that one was probably a little cherry cherry on top because, I'm, bro, I'm not even kidding. This is the first time I've ever hung out one-on-one -on -one with this human being. I don't know what it is, 
Maybe he had really big dreams and aspirations for the relationship, but he already thought it would be a good idea to say, hey guys, this is Alex. Um, I shook their hands. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Also, I, like I said at the beginning, had no dating experience. So like my brain's going all over the place. I'm like, what's going, like actually what's going on here for real? Because this doesn't feel right. Anyways, moving on. Short of the story is I hung out one more time with him. Um, and immediately after the second time I hung out with him, I knew I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I know there's that like normalcy of having like nerves with someone and like being excited and like, it's okay to be anxious. Like this was a different level of anxiety that I knew that when this person was gone, I would just have peace because I'm like, I can't keep talking to a human being that I've I think that it has crossed to another level that there's no, no possible way for him to come back from it. And I also noticed the second time I hung out with him that he only spoke about himself (laughs) the whole entire time, bro. It was actually like, you know, like in the movies when you're completely zoned out and you just see someone's lips moving and like you hear them in the background noise, but you're not actually listening to what they were saying that's exactly what happened to me vibes exactly okay it was crazy it's terrible anyways we're gonna classify that one as the worst ick experience because yeah the date itself not terrible dessert was good i think it's definitely the biggest ick of my fucking life though for sure and maybe i'm a crazy like like my expectations are too high Or maybe it's just the simple fact that I didn't click with this human being. Like someone else might have not taken any of those things as a ick, you know? It is what it is though. Moving on. My worst high experience. Now I'm worried I might have explained this story one time, but I also feel like I don't remember in what episode I would have talked about this. I think it might have been a YouTube video. I just have the recollection of speaking about this potentially. Maybe. I can't remember. I think I might have. But anyways, I'm sorry if you guys heard this one before. This one's actually from when I was relatively young. So, you know, I'm sure not a lot of you guys are that young, but if you are, don't take my freaking advice on this. I definitely would not repeat doing this if I was the same age. You know what I mean? Like, I also really just don't, I'm not a fan of weed. Um, it just doesn't work with me. You know, I think it's because I'm riddled with anxiety. For some people, it's, it makes it better. And for some people, it makes it worse. For me, it makes it worse. So it's very, very recreational for myself. But this was like during the experimental ages. I was probably 16, 17, probably actually 15. Um, but I was visiting my friend, Margot in California the home and the land and the free of the weed, you know what I'm saying? So it was very present in her household. She had an older brother. She had an aunt that was pretty young, probably my age now, actually, or maybe I'm tripping out. Maybe she was like 30, but she had an aunt that was hanging out with us as well. And she decided, let's roll a little spliffy and smoke with the girlies. Okay, two 16-year-olds. Margo's a little older than me. She might've been 17. I don't know. But regardless we're young neither of us have experience in smoking very much either so it's kind of one of those things where it's just like okay sure why not it just sounds like something fun to do on a night and it's the middle of the summer we go down to like the community pool in her neighborhood where she lived and we're sitting in the hot tub I remember so specifically and I decided I wanted to light 
the joint. I don't know why, because I probably don't really do that very often. But like for those of you who don't really smoke or haven't or like don't smoke joints or whatever, you have to like do it in such a way where like you don't canoe it. Like you don't like have it burn just on one side and like, I don't know. I've seen other people do it. So that's what I decided to recreate. And in the process of lighting it, maybe it was a windy night. I don't know, but it kept going out. So I continuously kept taking more and more like inhales of it as I was lighting it in such a short span of time that by the time the rotation was happening and it got back to me, I was like conked. I was so bad. And to this day, this story stuck out to me the most. It was the easiest one to remember because I'm like, this is to this day the worst high experience I've ever had in my whole entire life. I do not have a word to describe what happened to me. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the type of weed. I don't know if it was, you know, maybe I didn't eat enough that day or that I was in a hot tub. My blood pressure was low. I actually don't know. But I feel like the type of high that I got was the type of high that you would get from maybe LSD. I don't know. (laughs) I actually don't know. It was terrible. What I remember so vividly is that I couldn't see anything, first of all. My vision was like, it literally felt like probably what ketamine would feel like. I don't know. I'm throwing out these drugs because I don't know how they feel. But in my brain, that's what I would imagine what they would feel like. And my vision was like impaired. I couldn't barely see Margot in front of me. I remember getting out the hot tub and telling her immediately, I'm like, I don't feel good. I don't know what's happening. I sat on the concrete floor of like by the pool, tripping out. I put my head between my legs and the only thing that I could see inside of my eyelids, like, you know, when you close your eyes, was a horse that had multiple arms coming out of it. I'm not even kidding. That's why to this day, me and Margot call that specific time the sedated horse because I felt like I was a sedated horse. I'm not even kidding. And I remember Margot kept being like, Alex, what's wrong? Like, come on, let's go back inside. Like, it's okay. You're fine. I'm like full panic mode, 110% having a panic attack, completely greened out, like literally don't know what's going on. I felt disgusting. I felt like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move properly. Like everything was going wrong. She lifted me up and just started dragging me because I just wouldn't be able to like actually do anything myself. I was so gone. It was terrible. I don't understand why because nobody else reacted that way apart from me. We get back. We go inside of her house. She plops me in the bed and I remember it's like not even late. It's 9 o'clock p.m. Her grandma was there and it was like a thing for them to go say goodnight to their grandma. And I'm like, I remember that being the only thought in my mind. I'm like, oh my god, I can't get up right now to go say goodnight to her grandma. I actually can't. Like, I'm not going to make it. They're going to know I'm high. They're gonna, her mom's going to know. Like, everyone's going to find out. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. Da, da, da. Obviously, the mind of a person going through a panic attack, just thinking about every worst case scenario, instead of me just shutting up and going to bed and sleeping it off, I was awake, sitting in that bed for hours and hours and hours, and it didn't get better. It was such a terrible feeling and I still have such deep memories of them trying to feed me a little bit of food and stuff like they would give me like M&Ms like the most random little snack that they were eating everything tasted like garbage it tasted so bad bro this is what I'm saying I feel like I've never had an experience like that again from weed I've definitely had bad trips and like didn't feel good and like felt a lot of anxiety but nothing ever 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 like that it felt like something 
like a completely different drug, bro. I don't know. But the night ended when I actually ended up falling asleep. But there was such a progressive time where I was just sitting on the bed, just worrying about everything. Every possible worry in my mind was crossing in that moment. Okay, we finally got to the final story. And this one is going to be my most embarrassing experience. This was a really hard one to think of because I don't know, it's just like, a lot of embarrassing things probably happen to me on a day-to-day, but nothing that's but nothing that's deserving of a story, right? And then it clicked. This is the last one I thought about. It just clicked. Like literally, I'm not even kidding, probably two hours ago. <sighs> I want to say this one was about over a year, over a year ago. And to give you guys context and a little bit of background story, my same friend from the last story, Margo, she currently lives in California. I live in Canada. We've been best friends for a very long time and our main source of communication since we both moved away from each other and had a long distance relationship, literally, um, has been Snapchat, which is interesting because I'm reaching that age where Snapchat is just literally dead. Like it doesn't serve a purpose anymore. And probably to this day, the only reason I still have it is to stay in touch with her. Don't get me wrong. I text her sometimes. I FaceTime her a lot, but when it comes to day-to-day communication, we talk to each other through Snapchat and we only strictly send each other videos of us talking. So every now and then we will take videos updating each other on our lives, right? So this instance, I had just woken up and I literally was like, I'm pretty sure the first half, like, you know how Snapchat is. I think you could only do like 30 seconds or a minute or whatever. So I was telling her a long story, a very long one. And it started off, you know, I was sitting on the toilet peeing. Okay. So I sent that first like 60 seconds of Snapchat and then I set my phone down and like I'm recording as I'm like putting my contacts in. So she's seeing my crusty, musty, dusty face first thing in the morning, me with my glasses on, taking them off, putting my contacts in, all that shit as I'm explaining a story to her about a guy. Okay. Now I'm giving her the juicy deets. I'm telling her this. I'm telling her that. Like I'm giving her all the tea because that's my best friend. I also don't care that I look like this because it's going to my best friend. So I set my phone down and you know how sometimes you like listen back to your Snapchat once it's done being recorded. So I'm listening back to my Snapchat as I'm putting my last contact in. Now in this moment, a droplet of water falls from my eyeball down to my phone and all of a sudden my video disappears i'm like what the fuck what just happened i look down at my phone i'm like bare confused i'm like what's going on where did the video go i'm like shit that drop of water must have exited out of the snapchat and deleted it so i'm like damn i gotta refilm it so i walk back into my room i'm sitting on my bed i re-record the whatever i was talking about in that 60 seconds and the story's done. I put my phone down. I go about my day. Approximately five minutes pass and I get a call from one of my friends. I'm like, this is super random. Like she rarely calls me unless there's like a purpose that I know of. I'm like, that's really weird. She calls me and I answer. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, Alex, I think you posted something on your story that you didn't mean to post. Immediately, my fucking heart drops into my stomach. I'm like, oh my God, there's only one 
thing I was doing on Snapchat. And that must have been what happened when my video just disappeared. It went onto my story. Now, like I said, I'm at this big age. I was probably 22 at the time. And my ass doesn't use Snapchat. The last time I probably posted a Snapchat story was 2018. So you know people were being like, oh, what did Alex put in her story? Five minutes had passed. About seven people, which I'm glad it was only seven people. I don't have a lot of friends on Snapchat. But about seven people viewed the story of my crusty fucking ass. First of all, the first embarrassing part is how ugly I looked. But like, that's whatever. The second embarrassing part was that I was talking about somebody, okay? And I was like, without any like censor of like me thinking other people would hear it, I was strictly talking to my best friend. So like, I was not being cautious of what I was saying whatsoever, thinking, oh, this is gonna end up on my story. So people are hearing whatever the fuck I was saying about this person on my story, bro. Like, yeah. And then I look through the people. Oh, it's friends of this person. So yeah, that was by far the most embarrassing experience of my life. I literally immediately deleted that story. And I'm like, holy shit, bro. How does this happen to me? Like, actually, how does this happen? How, I wonder if that's happened to anyone, you know? Like, you know what that looks like to the outside perspective? It looks like I'm literally begging for attention so badly that I put something on my story that, like, stirs up a little bit of drama, you know what I mean? And, like, I just want this person to know that I'm talking about them. But, like, no, bro. I literally, oh, it actually gives me, like, an uneasy stomach when I think about it to this day because I'm like, bro, if I could take it back and not let that contact lens liquid drop onto my phone and who would have thunk that a, a fucking droplet of water would affect my screen i didn't touch anything i set my phone down on the countertop and the droplet of water fell from my eyeball all the way down to my phone and just seemed to have clicked post on story don't you need to confirm when you post something to your story like nothing makes sense for real i don't understand how that happened i really 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 don't understand it but yeah, definitely an extremely embarrassing experience. Um, you know, I had to tell Margo afterwards. I'm like, bro, I accidentally put that on my story. She's like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah. Um, I texted my other friend after that. I'm like, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. I was like, actually in shambles after that moment. And as a matter of fact, to this day, when I'm sending Margo Snapchats, again, like stories and blah, 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 updates on my life. I will occasionally get a little bit of PTSD and check to make sure I didn't put anything on my story because I'm like, bro, if that happens to me again, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm actually gonna delete Snapchat. Like, that's terrible. It's awful. Crazy. So yeah, those are all my stories. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it was a little bit more fun and lighthearted for you guys because I know I've been doing pretty relatively serious um, subjects recently. So yeah, with that being said, if you guys are enjoying this season so far, don't forget to rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And for a little extra love and support, go and follow my podcast on Instagram, which is at Between You and Me Podcast. And I have a TikTok at Between You and Me Pod, which is the same as YouTube. So you can subscribe and follow all those things. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I appreciate you all 
so, so much. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 